0: morning and good to be here amen amen i'm glad that y'all are here and for those who are watching hello we're glad that you are able to to at least be with us that way we miss you but we are glad that you can see us th- that way and uh happy spring today is the first day of spring it's very exciting yes do what. Eleven o'clock today. Okay, well we're we're not there yet, y'all. Okay, we got about an hour. Okay, so um, <laughs> so enjoy the winter while it lasts. But we are <laughs> we are glad that you are here with us. So on the first Sunday of of April, which is only two weeks away, that is our first Sunday meal. Then it is followed by Palm Sunday, and then it's gonna be Easter. We are just about five weeks away from Easter Sunday, uh, five, four, four weeks away from Easter Sunday. So please invite people. Please ask people to, to be here on Easter Sunday. We just, uh, that that's an opportunity for people to, who don't normally come to church to be here. So that's a, a great time to invite them. To so make sure that you have asked people to come. If you have not yet brought your items for the month of March uh, the item is a toy so any type of toy at all you just uh, anything that you would like to bring you go ahead and as long as it will fit into the shoebox. if you don't have any money to to purchase bring a shoebox, please or if you don't have time or inclination to go out and shop then bring some money to do our uh, our shipping costs um, we <laughs> y'all all Y'all, yeah, I'll get on to Shane Williams because he's he's got a a fish fry in the works, but not does not know when yet. So y'all keep asking him because he want he said I want to do a fish fry for us all to hang out. And um, so yes, so that's gonna yes sir. You said to stay on you and you know me, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, y'all. Never mind. Rewind that. Don't even look at it. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, do uh, we are having a fish fry sometime soon. Now that the weather is gonna be changing. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So, just a few different things, and uh, anything else, we will certainly let you know. Um, this this morning about, well, it's about three thirty this morning, three forty i woke up and had to use the restroom and um (laughs) it's getting older is that what that is (laughs) that's a problem but uh, i had to (laughs) go use the restroom and and when i came back i noticed that my phone was glowing and i flipped it over and it was doing some kind of crazy thing and i don't it wasn't an update because you have to approve that but but it was it was white and and lights flashing on it i was like what on earth is going on here so that concerned me and I was trying to turn it off because I thought oh golly if my alarm doesn't go off in the morning that's gonna be a problem so trying to do that and and the whole time the the uh, cat asleep at my feet Shane Williams asleep you know not not paying a bit of attention and uh, I began to I just began to pray, you know, Lord, have your will in, you know, with all these people and these people in this situation and that. And I thought about the scripture that says that the, the God of Israel does not slumber or sleep. And I'm so glad he doesn't that at 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, while I'm up and messing with my phone, that he's still available. There's not a time that he is going to uh, be away. So if you need him, you call on him any time at all. Amen. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and your blessings and your grace. And God, I thank you that you are so good. God, I thank you that you woke us up this morning, that you brought us into your house to be able to fellowship one with another. I thank you for this beautiful spring day. I just i am so grateful that you are the one who controls all things. God, that you change the seasons, that you work and move in ways that we can't see. God, I thank you and I praise you that you are awake at all times. You are aware of our needs at all times. God, that you are the one who takes care of us day after day. Father, I just pray that you would work Can move in this place today that you would help us to honor you and please you in all that we say and do. Father, I pray for each person who has gathered today. There is no one who is here by accident. God, you saw us all before we got here this morning, and I just pray that you would meet our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone who was not able to be here for whatever reason, for sickness, for difficulty, for travel, whatever it may be. God, I just pray that your spirit and your presence would be with them right now. For those who are watching, we just I pray that you would help them to feel your power and your presence. I just ask you right now that you would have your will in this place. In Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
1: upon the lord we will wait upon the lord and you live a up on we a hallelujah with everything inside of me I raise a hallelujah I will watch the darkness flee oh I raise a hallelujah in the midst I raise a hallelujah, fear you've lost your hold on me. than the unbelief sing a little louder my weapon is a melody sing a little louder heaven comes to fight for me sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies sing a little louder louder than the Sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. Sing a little louder it than the unbeliefful. Sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody. Sing a little louder, heaven comes to fight for me. Sing a little louder. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar, roar from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The King is alive. I'm gonna sing in How We make a way maker, miracle worker, promise, keeper light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are no way maker, miracle worker, promise, keeper light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. you feel that you're working, even when I don't see it. You're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even mm-hmm. when I don't feel that you're working, even when I can't oh, see it. You're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't feel. That you're working, even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can't feel that you're working, even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You'll never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker. Worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Life in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You're maker, miracle worker, promise people. like in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Give him praise this morning. He is making ways
0: even when we can't see it. Thank you, Lord.
2: trust that you at home that are watching can feel what we feel in this sanctuary this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is working in it. He is working. May not see or know that He's working, but He is working, and He knows the best time to touch your heart and your life. He knows when you need it most. He knows how to change everything. He is the Almighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. I want to tell you, if you search the Scripture, you'll find a word there that fits your situation. David said, He's my refuge. He's my strength. I mean, over and over and on and on. And David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually... Be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, David said. Let us exalt His name together. And that's what we're doing in our worship here this morning is to lift Him up and exalt the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, He is worthy of exaltation. God's done good things for me. God's blessed me again and again and again. Seems like that He's blessing me better than anybody else I know of, but I know that can't be so. He's blessing you the same. God is good. Woke up this morning, we're breathing. Woke up this morning, we're able to go to church and worship freely. Hallelujah! Lift our hands up without any kind of worry about persecution or prosecution. Amen. Isn't it good to be able to f- be free to worship? Hallelujah. Because some places, a place where Jennifer passed out some Bibles, smuggled a in her backpack, along with others, go to underground churches. They're scared to be in the public. They may be jailed. Oh, I thank your Lord for freedom to worship you here this morning. Hallelujah. It may be a good song to sing. All that breath that I breathe, it belongs to God. He gave it to me, and I praise Him with all that in me is. Amen and amen. I'm glad that He knows me, and I know Him. I'm glad that He's coming again, Sister Powell, to rapture His ready church. I'm hearing on the TV and in churches more and more that the coming of the Lord is near. I believe at any moment, at any time. I just want to go. I want to see you there. I want to see you, all of us and those watching this program. I want to see you in glory. Amen. Big happy family right here. Let's continue that in glory with a marriage supper, seven years' worth of it come back and reign on the earth a thousand years I thank God for his blessing don't you I praise him for this day and it's getting closer to spring all the time and I thank God for all that he's done I want somebody else maybe you brag on the Lord just a little bit You don't have to be as loud and long as me, but go ahead and somebody, thank God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sounds like he was working even though I didn't know it, didn't he? Praise God. Another that would brag a little bit on the Lord Jesus Christ. Sister, go ahead. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, glory! Praise the Lord! Amen! Amen, amen, amen! Amen! I just had a thought that uh, during this March Madness, and some of you know nothing and care less, (laughs) but with this March Madness, most of those teams, if not all of them, have cheerleaders. And those cheerleaders are on the sides of the court, and they're jumping up and down and they're moving pom-poms back and forth. Um, and they're throwing one another in the air. Um, and they're just so happy. And joyful. haven't scored a point yet. But they are cheerleading their team. Well, then don't look at me cross-eyed uh, or out the side of your mouth uh, that I can praise the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah! Jump over the church with the preacher. Hallelujah! I've got something to praise him for. Uh, We've already scored some points. uh, And we know what the end result is. Uh, We know what the score is at the end of the game. Uh, Revelation tells us uh, that we're winners uh, with the Lord. glory. (laughs) Hallelujah! We bless the Lord this morning. Amen! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to get an offering ready. Would you do that? Praise God. I'll tell you, giving people in this church, those watching, are giving people. They love God, and they meet the need Oh, thank you, Father. How many times have we called upon you and you've helped. We bless you in Jesus' name again today. Hallelujah. There are so many that are not able to be here today. Brother Mike usually receives the tithing offering. His uh, sister, Dean, is not doing well at all, as I understand it. Not doing well at all. And so... We're missing those folks. Brother Mike is a lot to pray about, Brother Shane, a lot to pray about. Uh, Brother Mike is not doing well at all. And uh, some others are sick. Some others may be on vacation. I think Sister Amanda's sick, isn't she? Dear Lord, please help. I'll tell you, but we're serving a big God that can help us. Right now, consider what God would have you to give in the offering. Your tithe you've probably already made out, and you may have already paid your tithe by a card. Some people do that, but we thank you for giving. Our usher is coming now to wait upon you, and I want you to talk to the Lord. Lord, what's my offering today? This is my tithe. What's my offering? And maybe you've already written that out in the check, too. Amen. Father, so thankful for this time to worship you in giving. We thank you. God, we, all these testimonies this morning, how, Lord, you've worked out situations and you've been there when we didn't even know it, and you've touched and you've blessed and how that you've stood by us all the years. Lord, how that you've blessed again and again. We're thankful. We're thankful now for a time to share in our giving. Lord, we do ask you to accept and receive our love gift today. Because we love you we love your cause. Father, touch every need of every life, every individual to receive of the Lord today what you know that each of us need. And we'll bless you for all that is done and accomplished. We ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
3: raining on my parade, but in my soul it's a sunny day, cause you're good like that, yeah, you're good like that, even when it's all going wrong, my heart is singing a different song, and I can't explain it, no, I
4: Good morning. So good to be here this morning. And I'm glad he woke me up this morning and allowed me to come to church and not have me go to work. <laughs> so like last week. So anyway, now it's time to receive some prayer requests this morning. spoken requests. First, Sister Hager. Yes, we want to pray for River. We want to pray for uh, Sister Hager's lost family and her and her boys. Sister Julie. Yes, ma'am. We we'll pray for sister's granddaughter, Gretchen. We do want to pray for Amanda. Hope she's feeling better. Pray yes, she gets well. Lord, yes. Jennifer.
0: Um, home, also, um
4: We do want to pray for Chad and Rhonda to make it home safe and pray for Rhonda's mother. Healing. Yes. Robin? traveling mercy for sister robin's family yes ma'am
2: God.
4: Anyone else? if not uh yeah let's pray for brother mike sister dean pray that sister dean gets to feel him better for sure brother mike, and brother mike hager did tell me this morning lift him up in prayer Say he wasn't feeling well this morning vicky let's pray for brother Vic's wife she needs a touch from the lord oh yes bless
2: the lord hallelujah
4: Raise hands for unspoken requests. Stand with me as we take these to the Lord, please.
3: thousand
4: God, we need to pray for Chad's daughter. Uh, I'll start thinking about her. Casey is going through a lot. She needs a touch from the Lord. So we need a special prayer for Casey. It's now time to fellowship. I've had many tears and
3: sorrow. I've had questions for tomorrow. There've been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave bless a consolation that my trials only come to make me strong. I've been a lot of places and I've seen so many. But there have been times I've felt so all alone. But in that lonely hour, in that precious lonely hour, Jesus let me know I was His own. And oh, i never had a problem wouldn't know that he could solve them wouldn't know what faith in his work
5: Have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be His than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather. Be left by his nail pierced hands than to be. Jesus than man's applause. I'd rather be faithful to His dear because I'd rather have Jesus than. Work
0: Waiting on Jason Crabb to stop singing <laughs> You know You thought the song was done and then he starts over again Bless him So uh, the <laughs> Jeff text me Stupid computer So it, is it going to Yes alright there it is Thank you Jesus uh, Yes it was acting goofy And I don't know if it's the program that was on it Or if it's the computer itself But technology Sometimes doesn't work See what? It's the operator. Uh oh. Well, well <laughs> I'll tell you like they say at work: you're not fired. Cannot be fired. Thanks. <laughs> so last week we emphasized our mission, which is souls. If you were not here last week, if you were not here last week, go back and listen. You need to hear it. The uh, the message about our mission because we're talking about mission and vision so our mission we talked about souls being asked for salvation which is in acts four twelve. ongoing development which is colossians 2 6 through 10 uplifting conversation which is ephesians chapter 4 verses 29 through 32 love never fails which is john chapter 13, verses 34 through 35, and S, the last S, serve in love, Matthew, chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. So if you, again, if you were not here, please do go back and listen to that, it really just explores and explains our mission, which we have had for years and years, we've had that idea of souls for years and years, but We just want to dig deeper into it and also uh, come up with with ways to live out that mission. So today we're going to focus on our vision. Vision is the way that we live out our purpose. What are the everyday actions we are taking to put souls into practice? It's one thing to know that we have a mission, certainly, but it is another thing entirely to know how to live it out. That's That sometimes we hear things and we think, oh yeah, that's great, I love that, but how can I apply it practically? So I hope that today we're going to find some practical applications. So a few things to remember. The things that we talk about today will not be exhaustive. Meaning, I'm, I cannot possibly cover every way to live out the soul's mission. There's, there's no way that I can do that. That will be between you and the Lord. And no one, the the second thing to remember is that no one can put this into practice but you. It must become first part of your habit. And we say, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want church to become a habit. Well, if it doesn't become a habit, then it will never become part of you. So it must first become part of your habits and then part of your mindset and then become part of your heart. So, Gretchen, can you hand out the little cards Gretchen we have some cards that sister Rhonda worked very hard thank you Rhonda she she said they're watching right now so if you will get these cards and hand one to each person thank you so very much Rhonda worked very hard on these and uh, I was I was hoping she'd be back from Tennessee to see her her fruits the fruits of her labor but this is just going to be a reminder these are some of the things that we'll go over today it's it's some from last week and some from this week this is just going to be a visual reminder of us keep one for yourself if you want to as well Gretchen that's fine so in Acts chapter one going to be taking a look in Acts chapter 1 today now don't let that become a distraction to you the the card did you say too late bless you all right (laughs) in Acts chapter 1 beginning with verse 1 we we take a look here it says the former treatise I've made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that He, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. So we learn from Luke what Christ did after his resurrection. This book, the book of Acts, and the book of Luke, are they're both written by the doctor, Luke. And he inscribed both books to a, a person named Theophilus, meaning friend of God. And he wrote this book to explain the acts of the followers of Christ after Christ ascended to heaven. Here Luke tells us that he proved that he had been resurrected by many infallible proofs. This word, infallible proofs, is used only one time in the New Testament. And it means that it defines a fact. He said it's a fact that he rose from the dead. The things that he did, the infallible proofs that Christ rose from the dead, are, number one, being seen post-resurrection for 40 days, and number two, speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom. So he was seen by his disciples, by his apostles, and he talked about the kingdom this entire time. Jesus instructed the disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they had received the promise. We, we know that in John, Jesus had told them all at the Last Supper that he would be leaving. He said, I'm going away, and you can't go where I'm going right now, but one day I'll come and get you. But I will not leave you without a comforter. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter so that while I'm away, preparing a place for you there will be someone here to dwell within you he said you've lived with me for three years you've walked with me we've been together you've been able to talk to me but there will come a time that a comforter will come and he'll live inside your heart and you will not have to ever be alone so when jesus was explaining that to them here in act He used John's work of baptism to help them understand. They had all seen John immerse believers in the Jordan River. They had all been witness to that. They had all seen Jesus himself as he was immersed in the water and had come back up, and the, the Spirit descended on him like a dove. So Jesus was using this to explain, just like you saw that people even me, were, were dipped into the water and, and come up, and we were fully wet. And that's the word here, baptism, fully wet, from head to toe, covered in the water in the same way, You believers will be immersed in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. That one day, very soon, the Holy Spirit is going to come over you. And from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, you will be covered in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said, go to Jerusalem and wait until that time comes. So then we see in verses 6 through 11. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Bless their hearts. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, And in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven so we see he'd been talking about the kingdom for 40 days he'd been talking about it for years but, but this was a, a big idea a major theme in his last 40 days here on earth talking about the kingdom so then they started to ask hey hey Jesus hey Jesus or, is now the time they had just watched him suffer and die. They had heard him speak for three years about his purpose. They had heard him say that he was going away, but their assumptions and expectations were still foremost in their minds. They said, Jesus, we, we know that you died and that you rose again, and we're so glad. So is now the time? that you're going to overthrow the Roman government and become king of all Israel? And Jesus replies, you're asking the wrong question. Why are you worried about times and seasons that are under the power and authority of the Father? Why are you worried about when this is going to happen? Why are you worried about if I'm going to set up an earthly kingdom here, I've already told you my kingdom is different than what you thought. He said, why Why are you worried about the things that only the Father has under His power? Then He began telling them about a different type of power. He said, you will receive power. After being baptized in the Holy Spirit, they would receive. And in this case, receive does not just mean we are a passive receiver in this case it means to take hold of it says you will take hold of miraculous power after receiving the holy spirit that it will not just be passively given to you and you're going to have to sit and wait on it okay lord here i am and maybe you'll give me this miraculous power but no he said you will take hold of miraculous power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and you will be able to be witnesses of christ and the kingdom he said you're going to be witnesses in jerusalem which was the place closest to them it was the place that they were at that time they were as they were talking to jesus they were up on the mount of olives it was a about three quarters of a mile from jerusalem that's the place that they were dwelling when the Holy Spirit came upon them. He said, you're going to be witnesses in all of Judea. That's a wider area, but still familiar. So that's the, the, the major area that was around them, the towns and cities that were around. You're going to be witnesses in Samaria, a place and group of people they had always shunned. And they wondered why Jesus had taken them through that area. And you'll be witnesses in the uttermost parts of the earth. This word uttermost means the last and the farthest. The places they would never have dreamed of going. After he said these things, he ascended into heaven, enveloped in a cloud out of their sight. And the disciples all stood watching the skies. Jesus went up. And they just stood gazing. It's like, all right, guys, now what? I wonder how long they would have stayed there, just staring up into the sky. We do this thing uh, at Gracie's birthday. We have balloons, and and at the end of her birthday party, we let the you're not supposed to do that. Don't tell anyone that we do this. But <laughs> we let the balloons go, and we just all stand around. And I have. I have years and years and years worth of pictures of all of us just standing looking up at this guy, watching it get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's what it reminded me of, just watching. Say, oh, that one's mine. I think that was my bundle. That was, oh, I see mine. But they're all just watching Jesus. I don't know if they were waiting for him to come back down. She's standing around. Okay, guys. He's really gone this time. What do we do? Two men, likely angels, ask why they continued to watch for him. They were assured that he would one day return from heaven in the clouds. Then they returned to Jerusalem, to the upper room, to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We see that later on in Acts. So, you may be wondering why is it and what is it and what are we talking about. If we are looking for the way to live out our mission, what does this have to do with that? Great question. I believe that the words and actions of Jesus leading up to his ascension and the final commission that he gave them continue to give us a vision of what we should be doing. So learn from these actions and words before he rose. So the first thing that we learn from this is to be about the kingdom. Jesus could have talked to his disciples about anything. Relationships finances how to do miracles how to perform exorcisms correctly anything he could have reiterated anything that he had previously said or he could have given them a brand new revelation but he spent those 40 days he had left speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom the kingdom of god is what matters advancing his heavenly kingdom. Our issues bother us. Our differences aggravate us. The day-to-day of life and church can be discouraging. Amen or only. <laughs> and those things will be the case if we fail to keep the kingdom of God as our common goal. When we get our eyes off of anything... When we get our eyes off of off of God, off of his kingdom, off of his purpose, when we as a church fail to see that that's what we're about. When we as a church begin to worry and be discouraged and and become weary in our own well doing, then we get our eyes off the kingdom. When we wonder how am I going to make this happen? Then that's not kingdom thinking. But the thing is, the kingdom of God is not what we think. The kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of God is something that, that God can reveal to us and can show us. If we're seeking first his kingdom, all these other things can be added. So we do not have to worry. God. The second thing, surrender your expectations. Expectations. Although Jesus had expressed to them numerous times that his kingdom was not what they expected, the disciples continued to assume that Jesus would overthrow those Romans, set up the earthly government. They asked him numerous times throughout his ministry, "Hey Jesus, can do we need some swords? You know, do we need to uh, you know, get ready for battle? Can can I sit on your right hand and, and my brother sit on your left?" Uh, Jesus, can when, when you come into your kingdom, is it going to be like this or like this? Or, and Jesus tried his best to tell them, that's not what I'm about. There will come a time for all that, but right now, right now, the kingdom is winning souls. The kingdom is going out into the highways and the byways and inviting people in. The kingdom is about feeding those who are hungry. The kingdom is about helping those who are poor and distressed. The kingdom is about setting free the captives. Now that they had witnessed the miracle of his resurrection, perhaps they believed he was finally at the point to step into power because his resurrection was undeniable. It's like, okay, well, this is the the final miraculous sign that's going to make everybody convinced that he is the Messiah, so we are about to overthrow Rome but Jesus was quick to tell them that the winds and howls of the authority of God were for him alone to know they were about to come into a different level of spiritual power because our mismanaged expectations will often lead to disappointment we've got to surrender them to God if I expect God to move one way the way that I've always seen Or to work things out the way that I think they should be? Or if I'm trying to hold on to some promise that's in my mind, but he never made me? Some people, when they begin to serve the Lord, think they they have an expectation that nothing bad's ever going to happen. They're going to be happy forever. Oh, God wants me to be happy. I don't think that it says that anywhere and, and Jesus very clearly said that in this world you will have trouble so expecting that we're not ever going to have issues that's that's going to really disappoint us when issues come about if I cling to these expectations I'll become stuck and let down and frustrated this is why knowing God's word is so important Because I know what I can expect when I know his word. I can expect that he'll never leave me or forsake me. I can expect that he will provide all that I need. I will expect that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work in me. This is the same word, this word power is dunamis. It is the same word that is in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So the power that I am taking hold of. Again, not passive power that Jesus is just going to maybe pour on me if I'm just patient and wait on it. This is power that I have to take hold of. So I know that I can expect this because God says that I can The third thing that we have to remember, third thing we have to do, we can see through here, is to submit to the power. Maybe you've tried to witness, maybe you've been a part of programs that didn't work, maybe you've made a lot of human effort and you've become weary, you've become discouraged. Because you're wondering, where, where's the result of what I've done? I do this, I do this, I do this, and where's the result of what I've done? That's, that's normal. It's a normal human reaction <laughs> to want to see results <laughs> for the effort that you've made. But see, the kingdom is different. The kingdom requires faithfulness. The kingdom requires submission. When I submit to the power of the Holy Spirit, when I surrender myself to what He's doing, when I am faithful, then the result is not up to me. That's being about the kingdom. When I have done what I know is right, when I have done all that i know i'm supposed to do and still nothing's happening then i can trust that even when i don't see it he's working that even when i don't feel it he's working because he never slumbers and he never sleeps so when i'm when i'm doing all i can and then i'm thinking okay god it should be about time to to see some change Lord, have I have I failed? Have I not done well? Have I not done right? Faithfulness is what God's looking for. Submission to His power. Glory, glory. We have to submit to Him. We have one who makes His home in our hearts, the Holy Spirit. He is the promise of the Father. He is the proof of Christ's return to heaven. Jesus said. When I get to the Father, I'm going to ask Him to send you a comforter. The fact that the Holy Spirit came to earth to dwell in our hearts is proof. It's an infallible proof that Jesus made it back to heaven. So, He is the proof of Christ's return. He is the source of our power to be a witness. He is the one who can speak through us if we submit ourselves to Him. That's part of our, 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 we are a Pentecostal church, so we believe in that, in the power of the Holy Spirit to speak through us, to pray through us. That the, the Word says that when we don't know what to say, He can groan within us, that He begins to utter things that only He and the Father know. So He is power when we submit to Him. How often are you asking the Holy Spirit to lead you to your assignment? How often? Because He's here. He's within your heart. He's with you day after day. How often are you asking Him, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to speak to? Holy Spirit, convict my heart when I see someone who needs you. Speak to my speak to my mind when I can speak a word of encouragement to someone. How often are we doing that? Because that submission, He is with us all the time. He can send us where we need to go. The Spirit knows those people who are within our sphere of influence each and every day. Those people that we can encourage with one little thing. The fourth thing we must do is to understand the assignment. We are witnesses unto Jerusalem. Jerusalem is our relatives, those who are closest to us, those friends who may be like family. Within Jerusalem, our assignment is to our spouse. Your spouse is your second relationship after God. We've talked about this. If you're not quite convinced, I can prove it to you through Scripture. It's your second relationship. It's the second relationship that God created. The first was between Him and people, the second was between a husband and wife. So that means that you are responsible to minister souls to your spouse. Uplifting conversation, serving, loving. Your family is your first ministry. It begins at home. If you never minister to anybody else, if, you're, if your name is never in light, if you're never able to go into other countries, into the uttermost parts, your family is your first ministry. So, how are you ministering souls to your family? Some ways that you can or may already be. And again, remember, as I go through these, this is not an exhaustive list. I have, um, there's a one final slide. Jeff's going to, um, at some point in the next couple weeks, probably put these some of these things on our website. He and I talked about that, that that would be a good idea. So if you need to go back and refresh yourself, go back to our website in the next few weeks, and it'll be there. So at the very end of, of my PowerPoint, I have some different things that, that are listed. But that's not even an exhaustive list of things that you can do. But here's some things that you could... Minister souls in Jerusalem. Calls and texts. Regular visits among family and friends. Family devotions. That increases our our ongoing development. Praying one for another. Husbands and wives praying over your children. That's a way to have ongoing development. Bringing your family to Church that can hit all of those points having a servant's heart at home and that can mean that can mean a whole lot of things depending on depending on your home you may divvy up the chores evenly or your husband may do it all i don't know but having a servant's heart serving in love The second place that we go is Judea. That's our friends, our co-workers, and even our church family. These are the people we encounter who have the same goals and interests. How are we ministering souls to these people? So Jerusalem was a small area. Judea was was the area around. They had the same language. They had the same religion. They had the same thoughts and ideas. They had grown up kind of the same way. So, these, again, are the people that are like you. Some ways that you can or may already be ministering souls to those around you in Judea. Offering prayer. And even praying for them right then. Shared devotionals. There are... Uh, you, you can share, you know, books with people. If you had something that you read, this is really good. How about I share it with you? Or on the, uh, I'm always plugging the UVersion Bible app. There are ways to share devotions. Like, how about you, you invite someone to share a devotion with you, and you can, you can each do it every day and, and share together. That's one way. Calls, texts, visits, the same. Sending cards sending meals when you know someone is sick when you know someone is not feeling well when you know someone's discouraged or they just have a whole lot going on sending meals to someone can be a help can be an an uplifting thing to them worshiping together at church having fellowship events we have our first sending meal every month and that's a great time to fellowship when Shane figures out when what day he wants to do his fish fry, y'all come to the fish fry. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't supposed to mention that again. I apologize. Having real conversations with people. <sighs> having real conversations. Actually asking people what's going on and having some time to listen. Because oftentimes, and, and we, we love each other, yes, and we fellowship, yes, and, and our, our five to ten minute fellowship time is time, you know, check in how you doing, how you doing. But there are some times that people have things going on that they wouldn't have time to talk about right then, but they might need somebody to talk to. And one of our responsibilities as witnesses to Judea is to take that time. And talk to people. To have real and honest fellowship. And to be someone that they can trust. To be someone that they can go to and know that it's not going to go beyond you. Real conversations. That's a way to minister souls to people. Samaria. Underserved people groups. Those that we relate to less. Jesus was speaking to his Jewish followers who had a lifelong prejudice against Samaritans. Jews hated Samaritans. Absolutely hated them. Looked down on them at every opportunity they had. Sneered at them. Called them ugly names. They would not go through Samaria. Even though that was the shortest way north to south. They would go around the land of Samaria in order to avoid it. That added extra days to their journey. But they would go around the land of Samaria because they hated Samaritans so much. And Jesus said, it's going to be your responsibility to minister to those people. Because the kingdom is different. The kingdom has no place for hatred. The kingdom has no place for I'm better than you. The kingdom has no place for that. Because it doesn't matter who we are on the outside. It matters who is living on the inside. Some examples of underserved people groups. And again, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's just some people that that as I was thinking and studying people like prisoners, the homeless, those who are food insecure, meaning they don't, they don't have enough day after day, the unwed or single parents, foster kids, the elderly, veterans and those serving in the military addicts in matthew chapter 25 starting in verse 31 when the son of man shall come into his glory and all the holy angels with him then shall he sit upon his throne of his glory So Jesus is here talking about himself. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you visited me. And I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see thee hungered and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee, and the king shall answer and say unto them verily I say unto you in as as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren ye have done it unto me that's what got them into heaven that's what made Jesus say come on in enter into what was prepared for you from the foundation of the world that is what allowed them to come into salvation, of course, receiving Jesus as their Savior. But all of them were standing before him. And that's when he separated them. Notice he didn't say, I was popular and you hung out with me. I had parties at my house and we were able to chill together. I was rich, and I gave to you, and you were grateful. I was cool. That's not what Jesus said. Now, those people need Jesus, too. The cool people, and the popular people, and the people with a bunch of money. They need Jesus, too. But so often, we ignore those... Because oftentimes, don't look becomes don't see. You know, and when, when kids are little and, and there's someone who's, who has a, a bad situation or it's awkward or they have some kind of disfigurement or, or whatever it may be, and we say, oh, don't don't look, don't look. Because kids, you know, they'll, they'll what's going on with that person? And don't look becomes don't see. Just turn your hand someone else will help them nope 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 we'll just look the other way but Jesus said these are my people how are we ministering souls to those people some ways that you can or may already be donating food or belongings sending cards to nursing homes Volunteering your time. Volunteering at soup kitchens or at the Christian mission or volunteering at the nursing home. Sending care packages to the military. Checking on elderly relatives. Checking on single parents. Right now we're working on blankets to send to the Crisis Pregnancy Center. Tutoring at local schools. Mentorship programs. Let me tell you, I work in a school. That kind of thing is available to you and it is necessary. (laughs) And then finally, the uttermost parts. That's those who are in the mission field. Some of the disciples went to places outside of Judea and Israel, but some of them did not. Some of them were martyred within the book of Acts, and they never got the opportunity to go out and go to other countries. Some of them were were able to go to all of what we now know as Asia and what we now know as Europe. They went to these places. There are some of us who will never see with their own eyes the uttermost parts of the world. Some of us who have. Some of us who have been to the mission field who would love to go back. But each of us has a mission field regardless of where it may take us. Strangers, people we don't know are the mission field. How are we ministering souls to those people? Well, every month we're given to Operation Christmas Child so those are kids we'll ne- we're never going to see but they're they're throughout the world supporting missions or missionaries if you know someone specific we support T because we've been there we've seen the work that they're doing at the orphanage but if you know someone specific that you would like to support using gideon cards because the gideons are able to take God's word throughout the entire world and even if they can't go there they ship throughout the world going on mission trips if that's available to you and that can be local fixing up homes that have been destroyed by natural disasters that can be international if you have that opportunity but something as simple as supporting local businesses because that's a mission field Because those are people that you can witness to. You don't know them, they're strangers. But you can witness to them, show them the love of Jesus. So we have been given the chance to live out this mission of souls. We can do this if we have a clear understanding to be about the kingdom, to surrender our expectations to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit and to understand the assignment because our assignment, our vision is found in Acts 1.8 and that is to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Your card asks you, what have you been doing? What measurable difference can you see in the efforts that you're making? What more will you be able to do? So as the music plays and we go to the Lord in prayer, today I just pray that the Lord would allow this to sink deep in our hearts. That we would get excited. Not at all discouraged, and I hope that that this was in no way discouraging. If you think, oh, I'm not doing nearly enough. But I hope that this opens up your eyes to ways that you can do more or do differently. So we'll just pray that the Lord gives us opportunity to reach out. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. God, we praise you and we thank you for your goodness to us. You are good. You are good. We thank you that you have given us this mission of souls that you have put within our hearts the responsibility of reaching out to those who don't know you or who may be brand new in you or for those who may have known you for a long, long time, but they need some encouragement. God, we are thankful that we have the opportunity to do these things. Father, I just pray that you would, that you would, come into our hearts right now with some ideas. Father, we understand that if we have received you as Savior, that means that the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. So he is there and available for us to talk to. There and available to speak to us. And Father, I pray that he would Holy Spirit, right now, begin to speak to each person who is here, each person who's watching online, Father, that they would see the areas that they need to be more impactful with this mission.
1: Father, I pray for our Jerusalem,
0: for each of us individually, that you would strengthen our marriages. Father, that you would bind together husband and wife. God, that nothing would be able to separate. Father, I pray that within homes, you would help parents to reach their children with souls. God, for those older children who are away, who may not know you as Savior, or for those kids who are just growing up in the home, to be encouraged and developed. God, I just ask that your will be done, first and foremost, in our families. God, I pray for all of us who have a Judea. That we would reach out to our coworkers with love and service. God, for uplifting conversation in the workplace. I know how that can go, God. I know that sometimes we like to dwell on the, the things that irritate us. We like to complain, but God, I pray in Jesus' name you would change our conversations, that those that we're around, we begin to lift them up. God, that we begin to encourage them, that we begin to say, this may look bad right now, but I know that the Lord's got this under control. God, I pray that you would begin to help us to take the time with our friendships, to reach out to those who are struggling and who are hurting, who just need someone to lean on. I pray that you would help us to set aside our selfishness. Help us to set us, to set aside our own agenda and to be listeners. To serve someone. Father, I pray for our Samaria. God, each of us had one thing or another that may have come to mind. Those people that we feel like are not served nearly enough. Those those particular groups that reach to our hearts and we think, I need to I need to reach them with the gospel. Father, I pray. And God, I, I ask you to help us understand we cannot each we cannot individually reach each and every person in those groups. But God, we can each do one. We can each pick a group And say, I want to minister to these people. Help us not to become weary in well-doing in that case, God. I pray for our uttermost parts of the world. Father, if there are opportunities to go on mission trips, I pray you'd open up those doors of opportunity for us. Because we would love to take your gospel into other parts of the world. But God, if that never happens... I ask that you give us the the finances to give. Lord, that you give us the strength to pray for all the martyrs around the world. God, that you would protect them. That you would keep those safe who who are suffering persecution. God, we pray that you would work in our lives. That we would understand it's That the kingdom is not about our personal results, but it's about submitting ourselves to you, doing what you say. God, we thank you. We praise you. We trust that you are going to put this deep in our hearts. That as we rehearse it, as we look back at our cards, that we would be reminded. God, each and every day, put this on our hearts. God, we thank you for all that you do and all that you are. You are so good, Lord. You are so good. And we say over your people, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. And may he give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.